Welcome to Sports Talk KC. This is DB's 1492. This is Lee 86. Hey, this is your boy Calvia, aka Cowboy, kicking off another week of Sports Talk KC. We had a pretty good win over the Baltimore Ravens yesterday in the home opener at Arrowhead. Uh, let me just go over some of the stats that uh, our boy Pat Mahomes had. He went for 27 to 37, 374 yards, three TDs. And guess what? Another zero INT game. Uh, Williams went off for nine carries and 62 yards. Uh, McCoy right behind him, eight carries, 54 yards. And we also had our uh, star uh, uh, wide receiver, uh, Miko Harbin, with two receptions, 97 yards, one TD. Kelsey right behind him with 89 yards, zero TDs. Uh, Robinson also showed out three receptions, 43 yards, one touchdown. And also uh, LaShawn McCoy had a uh, receiving touchdown as well. Do you want to give us some of your input on the Chiefs game yesterday, buddy? Uh, did you say me or Lee? Lee. Oh, yeah, man. <clears throat> Hell of a win, man. Um, like you said, man, um, Miko Hartman did good, you know, um, with that touchdown catch to, you know, really split the scene of that feisty Raven, Ravens defense. Uh, just an all-around win, man. I, like I said, uh, um, I kind of knew that Travis Kelsey was going to have to be real big as well, and he showed up and showed out, uh, uh, you know, just the offense as as a collective unit, man. Shady coming in, getting good, hard, tough yards, and you know, providing that that at that running game that I felt was really important um, coming into this ball game. Him and Darrell Williams and things like that. Just a good all around win, man. Um, but uh, another thing, man, the defense, man. Good, good job by the defense, man. Um, like I said, it was times that you know, yeah, they they drew the first blood on us, you know, by by going up, you know, with the touchdown. But you know, as a collective unit, I I felt it was you know just a very good, very good showing. Um, I see progress. Um, we were able to get off the field, um, you know. On third, on key third downs and stuff like that, um, stopping them, you know, on their two point conversion tries and things of that nature, you know, just all around good, good effort from defense. Um, I really liked it to see uh, Honey Badger in that role he was in yesterday, had him in disguising coverages and things of that nature. Juan Thornhill. Um, Brashard Breeland. Um, the secondary was was really in tune. Like I said, you take away those couple of, you know, Hail Marys, <laughs> Lamar Jackson throws up there, you know. Um, just just a good performance by everybody, man. Good push from Agba, um, Chris Jones, Anthony Hitchens held it down. So Good win, man. That's my take on that, man. Hell of a ball game. Hell of hell, knew it was going to be tough. Hell, you know, we knew it was going to be tough coming in. So, just a good win, man, for our Chiefs, man. Everybody as a unit. So, go ahead and swing it to the beats on that, on that good Chiefs win, baby. All right, all right. Before I uh, get to my, um, I guess, my uh, 
my nitpicking of the game that me and Cal had yesterday. We was up there having a heated debate yesterday during the damn game uh, about the defense. But I want to get to the positives first because then I want Lee's uh, input on this since I didn't get to talk to you yesterday before after the game. Um, so the positives, um, obviously, um, like seeing uh, LaShawn McCoy um, have a big day. Also, Daryl Williams have a big day. Also, splitting those carries, getting over 100 yards together. Getting those 100 yards uh, together. And then as far as our receiving corps, um, um, Demarcus Robinson with that nice one-handed grab. Um, Miko Hart streaking down the field. And uh, that's that's a nice screen called by Andy Reid to get LaShawn McCoy the uh, the ball in space and take it in for the end zone. And then my positives uh, for the defense, like Lee said, uh, Emmanuel Ogba, loving what he's doing. He's like pretty much leading the defense mm -hmm. right now. Um, like Tyron Matthew up there getting a couple pass breakups also. Um, um, Trying to think. Uh, Big Frank Clark finally got his uh, sack. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think you pretty much covered it, Lee, but I want to get to this damn debate. Me, me and Cal was up there having. All right. Bef that, before that possession, that last possession uh, Baltimore had when they scored and made it a five point game, the Chiefs had the ball with what, like six minutes? Left mm -hmm. or whatever. They were driving, right? And mm -hmm. and they were inside. They were like in the in on the opponent's uh 40, 30 yard line in that range or whatever. And Andy Reese decides to fucking just run the ball three consecutive times and then um kick the field goal at that point. And in my estimation, I was up there telling Cal that I thought that the ball should have been in Mahomes' hand and we should go up, you know, seven up more seven, you know, a touchdown and make it 40. You know what I mean? Or yeah. 37 at that if you take away that field goal. So yeah, it'd make it 37. So mm -hmm. and I just wanted your thoughts on that because he was up there complaining about the defense. And I was like, well, you have the best player in the league, in my opinion. Why are you taking the ball out of his hand? then you're not putting points up on the board. Now, I know Andy Reid gets conservative when he's up a bunch of points. But like I said, I mean, you got to put the nail in the coffin. You got to bury these motherfuckers, man. You can't be letting motherfuckers – in my opinion, you can't let teams um, uh, stick around, in my opinion. Like, you got to bury them and make them think they ain't got a chance. I mean, and I know we kind of – um, I know they were up there doing certain things, going on fourth down every time, and then going for the two-point conversion every time. And um, I just thought that we should have been, as they were being the aggressive, we were kind of, you know, um, playing the conservative, in my opinion. I thought we should have put the nail in the coffin. So I just want your opinions on that. Yeah. Hey, Beach, you hit it right on the head with that, man, because, um, like you said, to go up eight in that situation, um, uh, there was another situation that um, that is really in that ballpark of what you're talking about. It was right before the half. Yes. And 
field goal right before the half. Now, as a fan, we're sitting there watching the game. Uh, Mahomes was kind of, you know, pissed off that we didn't take one more shot towards that end zone. You know what I'm saying? Um, he has that mentality of keeping foot on the pedal. So he was kind of, you know, it got kind of vanilla in those situations. I agree with you 100%, you know, because you do have to, you know, if you're playing people, if you're playing uh, people like the Patriots and stuff like that, you have to be aggressive like that. You have to go outside the box and go forward on fourth and two and, you know, just to keep drives alive and stuff like that. So I agree. But there was two situations in that game where I felt was um, a four-point or seven-point swing, however you want to look at it. Um, because if you look at it, if, if you score a touchdown in that position, like you said, you're going to be going up. You're going to be going up pretty much 12 points. And you're kicking a field goal. You're leaving it up to the defense to say, okay, you know, who, which played damn good ball yesterday, played their hearts out, you know, besides, like I said, those Hail Marys. So um, in those situations, yes, I would like to see our, our, our potent offense because we was doing whatever we wanted to do um, offensively in that ball game against a very feisty and experienced Ravens defense. Um, Wink Barkdale always dials up some good um, schemes and everything like that. So, yes, I agree with you in that position. In, in, in those situations, man, you know, you got to keep your foot. You got to keep your foot on the. You gotta keep your foot on the gas, man. You got to put these people away, and just like how you said, the Ravens were being aggressive. We damn well should have been aggressive as well too, because they could not stop our passing game. So I agree with you on that beach 100% to the core. Uh, you have to be more aggressive in, in tight ball games like this. Um, Cause like you said, they were going forward on fourth and two and, you know, trying all kind of shit on us, you know, that's what you got to do. So, but I agree with you 100% on that, man, you know. And like I was saying yesterday, it, it was situation, situational football at that point. You know, Andy was trying to chop down the clock. And I understand, you know, like putting the, your foot to the pedal and just gassing on these dudes. But the defense is shaky. Like I said, they did do a little bit better this game. They did. But as aggressive as the Ravens came out yesterday going for it on 14-2 and, and shooting themselves in the foot and stuff like that, that's because they knew they couldn't stop the productivity a Patrick Mahomes once the offense figured it out. And that was shocking. But like I said, at that point towards the end of the game, it's situational football at this point. That's just run the clock out. But I do agree. I do want to see a little bit more aggressive towards closing games because that always came back to shoot the Chiefs foot in past games, past playoff losses. Like, you know, we'll have the lead going into the half, and it's like they take the foot off the pedal. So I agree they need to have that lion mentality, like go for the kill. I agree with that. Yeah. In play yesterday, it was situational football at the time. Let's just try to run it out, get out of here with this W. But, like, looking forward and moving forward as the season goes on and game 
really, really count. Not saying this one don't, because it was one of our biggest matchups of the year. I want to see that aggressiveness. I want to see that. Let's keep pushing on these dudes. Let's keep let's kill their ass. I want to see that because that's something that we do miss. Mm-hmm. We, we ain't we ain't had that. Uh, we, we we it's like we shy away from the offense when we get up, and that's something that we do need to stop doing. So I agree on that. But yesterday's game it was a little bit of a situational thing. Let's just try to chew it out and get the hell out of here with the W. That's my feel on the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, agree, like I said, agree with both of y'all, man, 100%. Um, but like I said, it's the third game. It was a tough opponent. Um, they get Andy Reid is getting everything dialed up. Um, like I said, I will give him kudos to close out the game. We started that drive off. Um, once we got the once we got the ball back to you know we pretty much needed a first down. Um, to seal the game, we start like I said, we started that drive off with two runs, and I felt like it was some aggression there in that play call. Andy knew I need to pick up this, you know, seven, eight yards to seal this game, and we dialed up a perfect screen pass, and I felt that that was aggressive in itself right there. But, you know, it's a long season, man. You know, uh, it was some situations where I felt like we could have put them away, you know, but we can't just say, you know, be more aggressive on the offensive side of the ball. You know, like I said, defense step up and and take away those two long passes that were players. Man, that game, that ball game is not even close, but – you know, the secondary, the our defense did good, man. Like I said, the first two weeks, Hollywood Brown was just torching secondaries. And, you know, he didn't he didn't do that against us yesterday. So good, good, good win, you know. And and another thing too to go back to the halftime, uh the plays before the halftime. I do agree that they should have kind of put the pedal to the metal on that too, because the Ravens came back with the ball. So it's all about momentum. Let's go in with the momentum with another touchdown, that would have been great, or at least another field goal to hike things up. So I understand how uh, Pat was kind of pissed off on that because I would have kind of forced the issue, too, on trying to score at least uh, a field goal at least. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're trying to... we, the, we got that. that. He wanted a touchdown. I don't – my bad. Like, no, bro. Right at the end, right at the end, we drove down and got a good field goal. But you could tell Pat it was like eleven. It was like like eleven seconds on the clock. He wanted one more play. Yeah, he wanted one more play. But Andy Reid sent uh sent Butker out to uh you know go ahead and put it kick it through the hoop. But you could tell as Pat was on the field, he was kind of you know looking to the sideline like giving his usual like gesture, like, come on, come on, like, you know, like send the play, you know, but Andy Reid, you could kind of see Andy Reid kind of like put his hand up and kind of like, well, you know, hold on, hold on. And it was one of them situations, man. But um, yeah, Pat wanted for sure, 100%. He wanted to put that thing in the end zone for one more attempt. And I felt like it would have worked, man, because they could not stop our passing game at all. Hey, I got two more takes I want to uh, uh, get in real quick. As like you were saying, Lee, when uh, you said Pat was looking for one more play, in my opinion, I think you have the reigning MVP 
I think he should have the green light in those type of situations to call whatever he wants so he don't have to waste time looking over to the sidelines trying to get a play. So he can mm-hmm. go there. You, you know, he has a set, you know, a set number of plays in those type of situations where he can call whatever he wants and, you know, he can go on and do that. I, that's that's what I think personally. I think that uh, Andy Reid should, you know, let him uh, off the leash a little bit, you know, and give him uh, more control of the offense. And then my uh, second take is um, when um, on that pass, on that non-call, on that pass interference, because I actually, I don't know if it's necessarily egregious, but that uh, whoever that uh, wide receiver did push off on uh, Kendall Fuller to catch mm-hmm. that ball. And in my opinion, I think, because at that point it was already 30 to 13. And then that puts, with that penalty, that puts, that gives them pretty much a touchdown because they're pretty much on the one yard line or the two yard line, you know. And I think, in my opinion, that the NFL was like, well, this game is getting away. We got to at least, you know, make it a game at this point. That's just me, though. I just want to know what y'all think on those two things. Yeah. Yeah, man, you are absolutely right. Uh, the first take that you gave, Beach, um, you could kind of tell. I'm going to just go back to that. You know, um, once Pat could completed a pass, he was actually trying to go with a hurry up. He, he was actually go – he actually already had a play at hand. He was at the line, you know, giving his audibles and everything. It was kind of like a hurry up type situation on the go. He was about to catch the Ravens off guard with some shit, and that's when Andy called the time out. You know, don't water him down in the situation. He sees something in the defense defense that he's about to attack in a situation like that the Ravens were all flustered and trying to get their alignments and stuff together Pat seeing that he was trying to hurry up and get the offense set to go ahead and make a quick strike to the end zone so yes don't water him down like that man let him go full guns all hands on deck you know he's like you said man this is the MVP you know uh of this league so let him do what he go do and like you said um with that with that no call Andy knew the whole 78,000 knew that that was offensive pass interference but I felt the same way um they seen well if we don't let the Ravens get this it's gonna be fourth down they go punting back Batista probably going to go down, score a touchdown, ball game over. So they kind of wanted to keep the, you know, the excitement of the game going because that was clearly a push off, bro. You can see Kendall Fuller clearly getting pushed away. You know, there's no way that dude going to be that wide open. So I agree with you on that too, Beats. Like the refs in that situation, they're just like, shit, you know, let, let's make the game kind of kind of tight and tense right now. So that was bullshit. Yeah, it definitely was bullshit. But like I said, the game, <clears throat> like what is a catch, what's not a catch, what's pass interference, what's not pass interference. They're reading too much into this shit. And that's why I believe the league has really become so much of a throwing fucking league. Everybody's throwing it all over the fucking field. Corners are scared to touch wide receivers because shit. What's a penalty? What's not a penalty? Receivers catch the ball. What's a catch? What's not a fucking catch? Let's just play ball. But they, that was a push-off. I agree the NFL was trying to keep the game entertaining for the fans. 
They know that the Chiefs' high-power offense is going to blow shit up. Ravens couldn't contest, and that was the NFL. Uh, uh, let's, let's just take advantage of this and try to get these guys something, keep this shit entertained. And that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's what it comes down to with the, with the NFL. You know, it's so much rule changes and let's rule this out. What is this? What's not that? You know, it, it's just so much bullshit. So many teams get shot in the foot, like uh, with uh, New Orleans last year on that fucking bullshit. You know, so who really fucking knows at this point? You know, obviously we know it was a push off, but the rest have the power and they're going to call it the fuck they want to call, right? Anything else you guys want to relay on the Chiefs situation? Nah. Shit, good win once again, man. Good showing. All in all, yeah, good win. We are 3-0 and in the uh, in the NFL. We're also 3-0 and in our conference. So, like I said, we already knew we was going to take the conference. So, y'all just – Chiefs just keep doing what y'all doing. And let's finish this year up. And like I said, Super Bowl or bust, baby. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the Sunday night game. <laughs> Got the Rams and the Dookie Browns. Uh, y'all Rams. Uh, fucking Browns lost. Uh, let's just give a couple of stats going into the game. Uh, we had Jared Goff going 24-38, 269 yards, two TDs, one INT. Ty Gurley, uh, 14 carries, 43 yards, zero TDs. Uh, Cooks. Brandon Cooks, he had eight receiving yard, eight receiving uh, catches, 112 yards, zero TDs. Cup, 11 uh, receptions, 102 yards, two TDs. Like I said, uh, we all picked the Rams in this one. Uh, everybody is really trying to crown the Cleveland Browns as something special. Did y'all catch the uh, the Major League uh, movie spinoff that they did for the Cleveland Browns beginning of the game? Did you catch that, Lee? No, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch it at the beginning. Shit was funny as fuck. They were trying to like, uh, you know, the music from the Major League movie and all that shit. They was like really trying to uh, spoof off of the uh, Major League movie with uh, with the uh, field crew talking about the team and announcers talking about the team saying, you know, they're going to do this and do that. I thought that was kind of funny. But anyway, uh, the Browns fall again at home. Uh, Lee, do you have anything you want to say about the uh, game last night? Yeah, um, it was actually, you know, pretty entertaining game. Low scoring, um, seemed to be a defensive battle back and forth, um, which was kind of shocking because, like I said, um, I had the Rams, you know, at least scoring 30-something. They won 20 to 13. I kind of knew it was going to be that way with Cleveland, you know, not going to be able to score so many points you know, with Aqib Tlaib going up against Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters, but and Aaron Donald uh, on that prolific, you know, line. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, interesting game. Um, like I said, the Rams was able to get their little, you know, get their passing game going at times, get necessary um, first downs and good catches from Brandon Cooks, like you said, uh, getting some good touchdowns. So that was my take pretty much on that. The Rams, that's how I predicted it. I figured that the Rams would have a lot more offensive possessions to get things going versus Cleveland. You know, um, Aaron Donald was disruptive as well, you know, blowing all kind of plays up. And Cleveland just had a hard time, 
you know, doing anything with uh, OBJ and Jarvis Landry. Marcus Peters and Nakeem Tlaib did a did a pretty good job. So that that, that was my take on that when I knew the Rams was going to win that one. Swing at the beats. I'm sorry to cut you off. Before you swing at the beats, let me give you a little breakdown of uh, – the offense productive, uh, the offense of the uh, Cleveland Browns, which was pretty sad. You got the great white hype, uh, Baker Mayfield going 18 of 36, <laughs> 195 yards. <laughs> Chubb, he got to have a pretty good game. He went 23 carries, 96 yards, zero touchdowns, though. But let's get to the uh, raw receivers, which he's really talking about, which I knew we weren't going to get too much produ- productivity out of them. Uh, Landry had three receptions, 62 yards, zero TDs. OBJ had six receptions, 56 yards, zero uh, TDs. So let me swing on back to you, Beats. All right. I do want to say I did I did watch the highlights of this game right before we came on. And, uh, you know, Demetrius Harris caught a pat, touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield last night. I thought I missed uh, – the uh Demetrius Harris. Um, but yeah, like Lee was saying, uh it was a low, it was like six to three at halftime. And uh it was a tight defensive game, pretty much. Um, I'm not a believer in either one of these damn quarterbacks, to be honest, because Jared Goff can't do shit without doing fucking bootlegs and shit. With that Sean McVay offense, you know, running those crossers and them deep crossers and shit. And then um Cause how many picks uh, did you say he had? Cause I thought he had like two, like at least two, as far as Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Uh, yeah. Let me go back and double check my stats here, buddy. Uh, I think Jared Goff had two. Maybe it's yeah. one that maybe because he dropped it or something. But okay, he had two aunties. Oh, two. So yeah. he should have had three because one of the dudes dropped it. I was like, damn, this nigga is off target too. And then as far as um, the Browns, I mean, there was this point in the game. They're on, they're in uh, Rams territory between, you know, the 40-yard line and the 30-yard line. And they go for it on fourth and nine, and they run a draw play. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and it was pretty early within the, I believe, the fourth quarter, too. It was, I mean, it was pretty early in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a bizarre call. It was like you weren't, you were only down seven at that point. I don't, if you're going to go for it, you might as well throw the ball. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the point in that. And then right. towards the end of the game, um, Cleveland was driving within the five. They were within the five. Apparently. Uh, they were um, within the uh, going in the score, and then uh, they go uh, for it. You know, it's first goal, first and goal, second and goal, third and goal, fourth and goal, and they pass on each one of them, and they inside the five yard line. And then uh, to end the game, Baker Mayfield. I mean, he didn't pretty much. He with those two tackles. I mean, they couldn't hold up worse than anything. I mean, and so he threw a pick at the end of the game. So I mean. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess the Browns are just the Browns. And then L.A. didn't look particularly that good to me on offense. I mean, defensively they did. But, uh, but yeah, that's my talk, my thoughts on that on that game. Yeah, like we said, it was going to be uh, – we all picked the Rams. Uh, Rams wasn't too 
wasn't exposed to what I thought they would be. Their defense that definitely did the job. Baker Mayfield was too busy mowing the uh, fucking stadium and all that shit. So, like you said, man, he's on yard, but shit, make you make a fucking completion as a quarterback in the league, please. Uh, but anyway, like I said, they're trying to crown the Browns. We had another – had to suffer through another uh, Sunday or main main football event watching the Browns. So, like I said, we all picked the Rams, and I said good luck with them. But anyway – Let's go on to other news. We got a Monday night game, Redskins versus the Browns. I'm sorry, Redskins versus the Bears. Uh, this one, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, I'm really not too big on the Bears or the Redskins. Uh, Lee, uh, you got anything to re- reiterate on the Monday night game tonight? Um, not really. Um, <laughs> just to be quite honest with you, um, it's probably going to be low scoring just looking at this game. Um, it'll probably be a similar score from, you know, the Rams and the Browns. Um, very low scoring. Um, I just feel like that Mitchell Trubisky and um, Nagy with the Bears, they're kind of, you know, still trying to get get their, you know, their train on the right tracks together as quarterback and coach, um, the Redskins, <laughs> Adrian Peterson. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Bears in this one. Not too much insight. I'm going to go with the Bears just because Khalil Mack can really uh, take over that, take over that whole game. And uh, I feel like their Bears defense is – real good, so they'll kind of just keep, you know, Washington under wraps, whatever points they score. You know, I feel Matt Nagy and Trubisky, you know, will kind of get it going, so I'm going to go with the Bears in this one, man. Uh, 24-10. What about you, D. Beats? Uh, my thoughts on this snooze fest is uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean, I would pick the Bears, but I just don't trust Trubisky for shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see it at all. To be honest with you, so um, like I said, I would, I would go with Chicago because of their defense. But I think it's going to be a tight game, like last night, and like Lee said, and I'm gonna go Washington. Uh, ah, shit. 17, um, Chicago, 13. You guys are split on that. You got Lee taking the Bears and you're taking the Redskins. Yeah. I think, like, being seeing the Bears and I haven't really seen much out of their offense, I think it's going to be a news fest as well. Uh, I'll go with the Redskins. Uh I like the 17, 17 to three, man, because I don't see the Bears doing nothing, man. I mean, offensively, there is nothing to see there. I mean, defense, you got Camille, like, you know, their defense, Chicago always had a D, but I mean, there's nothing about their offenses saying, hey, man, I got to watch this game, you know. Redskins, kind of the same thing, but this is going to be a snooze fest, but I'll take the Redskins for the hell of it. I mean, shoot. Uh, like I said, it's another Monday night snooze fest. So, whoever watches the game watches it. Uh, anyway, 
Let's go on to other news. Uh, Cam Newton is out with no timeline for return. Mother Goose is out. Uh, like I said, I, we all were saying uh, when we were talking about the Panthers not too long ago, Cam didn't look good. Something's wrong with Cam. They're keeping it under wraps. I mean, he had a big productive offseason. You know, he was trying to get himself back to health. He had a YouTube special showing his uh, – his journey trying to get himself back right, man. And these first few games, he didn't look good at all. And now he's out with no timeline for return. It's a quarterback carousel this year with these QBs. Lee, what do you think about Cam Newton being out with no timeline for return? Oh, Cam Newton. Um, you know what? It's kind of funny, fellas, you know, that he comes up because um, – it was actually last Thursday's ball game um, where they were taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where they lost that game 14 to 20. Um, the reason why I bring that up, because um, me, me and my pops were sitting there watching the game, and it was a, you know, they were like on the two yard line or something like that. And Cam could have – it's normally a play where he keeps that ball and, you know, scores from, you know, a yard or two out on his own, but he, you know, optioned it out to the to the back, you know, um, to try to score. And that let me know Cam is not the same. He don't have the strength or, you know, he's really hobbled. So um, that play right there in that game, you know, really let me know he to keep that ball because he's hurt, you know. So there is something legitimately wrong with Cam because in that situation, he keeps that thing and muscles it in, how we always seen him do from a yard out. You know, it was kind of shocking, like, damn. Pops was like, yeah, he, you know, he pitched that motherfucker out. So, yeah, but, you know, just Carolina, they actually won yesterday. I believe they beat the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, I think it was 35 to 20 or something like that. Um, his backup, Cam's backup, Kyle Allen, you know, um, he went from 19 to 26 with 261, <clears throat> four touchdowns and no interceptions. And then um, that um, that running back that they got, the little scat back, uh, McCaffrey, shit, he won yep. carries for 153 yards and a TD. So just saying all that to say, you know, man, it seemed like Cam was out yesterday, but shit, they still got the win. So that's kind of creating some like, damn, you know, this dude came in and threw for four touchdowns, you know. And so they got the win. But, yeah, something is – something, something – is wrong with Cam. I don't know how that's going to play out with him, you know, pretty much. But, yeah, that the Panthers showed out without him yesterday. That was pretty much my take on that. So, he's just, he's just injured more than what, you know, like you said, Cal, what they're trying to, you know, put lead out there, you know. But he is definitely injured. So, I'm swinging to, swing to beats on Cam. Yeah, um, yeah, I just hope the brother uh, gets healthy, like fully healthy and don't try to come back too soon. Because um, I believe he's 30 and 
with the beating that he has taken, you know, some of it uh, self-imposed because he likes to run like a running back and run over guys, you know, and those over the years, those, those hits add up and your body's going to start wearing down. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I would just like to see him fully get recovered and healthy and don't try to come back too soon. Um, you know, there there is life after football, in my opinion. You don't, I mean, you don't want to be just waking up with headaches and aches and pains and stuff like that. Just, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's just my opinion. And um, as far as, if, I mean, when he does come back, I think he's his playing style is going to have to change. He can't. He can't just continue to run the ball and try to run over linebackers and DBs and linemen and stuff like that. Like, he's going to have to – not necessarily saying that he has to be a pocket passer. Like, he can run, but in situations, uh, slide. Or, you know, like Patrick Mahomes, you know, extend the play and then throw the ball. But stop trying to be Superman. I mean, I know that's his, you know – it's little um, alter ego or whatever you want to call it, but you you can't you can't do it by yourself, man. So I just like I said, I just hope the brother uh, gets healthy, and then when he come back, hopefully he'll learn that and um, change changes his uh, playing style. So that's my thoughts on Cam. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, everybody hates to see a good player go down. Cam, you know, he's been doing it for years, and his body has been taking a beating. He's probably one of the most uh, hit quarterbacks in the league. Uh, hopefully he can uh, get himself back into full strength. And uh, like you said, he is going to have to change his game. Michael Vick had to change his game at one point. You can't keep running. You're going to have to be in that pocket and learn how to do that. But I think, like I said, he has the potential to be a great pocket quarterback. But I think his body or it's something with his arm and shoulder or something like that is not where it should be because he wasn't even throwing the ball accurate at all. So, whatever it is, man, I hope he can get himself together, man, and bounce hey, back. Because you ain't to see another. Hey, Cal, just to kind of throw this in now, did you say <clears throat> that they don't know the – they don't have any type of timeline on on a possible return for you? Yeah, uh, as I was uh, leaving the house heading into work, they said there's no timeline on when he's returning. Hmm. Wow. So I guess, I mean, like I said, they know what's going on. Right. So they don't know when he's going to come back. You know, I mean, at this point, let the man rest. Let him heal. There's no point of rushing him along. You know, look at KD with the NF, with the NBA. Rushed him along. Look at him. Fucked him up. So, you know, I know he's the face of the franchise and stuff like that. But when it comes to somebody's health and longevity, health after football, let the man rest. Let him heal get himself together, and he'll come back. You know, he's still a young dude. You know, quarterback playing into their 40s nowadays. So, let the man heal. Right. You got, got anything else on camera? Nah, good. No, that was my take. All right, well, in other news inside the sports world, there's been a lot of stuff going on with the Royals, uh, saying that Robert Kraft may be selling the team and everything like that. We got some sad news to report that Ned Yost is retiring. Uh, the uh, the skipper <laughs> that brought a uh, world championship here to the Royals is now retiring. Uh, I just like to say, man, uh, 
thank you for your service as a Royals, you know, man, you did a lot for us. You brought a World Series to the to the town. We uh, definitely needed one, but we haven't had one since '86 until we got one with Ned Yost. Or '84. What was that? What year was that last uh, championship? Was '85. Going? Yeah, '85. '85. So it's been years since we had that. So I just want to say thank you for that and enjoy your retirement. You got anything to say about Ned Yost, Lee? Yeah, man. Thank you, Ned, for so much uh, that you brought. You know, you brought the winning culture back to the Royals. Um, you made it um, real fun being a Royals fan. Um, you know, you was the most winningest coach in franchise history with 744 wins, back-to-back uh, -back title, World Series title appearance appearances. And, you know, the first one came in 2014. And then went back to that thing and was victorious and, you know, winning it in 2015. So, you know, thank you, man, for bringing, you know, bringing, bringing that winning culture back to the Royals, man, creating a, a culture of speed kills and, you know, man, having, having all the guys, you know, just being a hell of a coach, man. We, we thank you and, and, and love you, Ned. Appreciate you, man. And, and, you know, help. Job well done. Job well done. Yost. Show your arm, guys. Slash Get up here right now. Bye. Sorry about that. I'm at work, y'all. Go ahead, Lily. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I just want to say. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I just want. I just want to say uh, thank you, uh, Ned Yost, you know, for bringing stability to the Royals uh, organization because I can just remember watching the Royals as a kid and, you know, they would fucking suck winning, uh, losing uh, 100 plus every year, changing man managers every year. So you brought stability and a winning attitude to the uh, Royals organization. And uh, like Lee said, you went back-to-back to, back to the World Series in 2014 and 2015, you won that thing. So you got us the uh, World Series championship. And, yeah, I just want to say thank you and uh, enjoy retirement. Well, like I said, yeah, thanks, Ned, man. Enjoy your retirement. Sit back and smoke a stogie for us on the beach. Pina colada or whatever adult beverage you choose to have, buddy. Thank you for your service, man. And anyway, that uh, concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. Uh, I'm your boy, uh, Caviar, a.k.a. Cowboy. If you're looking for me and want to reach out, get some input about the show or anything, uh, you can find me on Instagram as Caviar and Facebook as Caviar. Where can they find you if they're looking for you, B? Hey, Cal, you better leave that whatever the fuck that was in the podcast. That shit was funny. What the fuck was that? One of these, like I said, I'm at work. You know, what I'm saying so we make some chits, some changes to the pod. You know, I'm at work. Somebody got over intercom. I don't know who the hell that was. I work at a school, so that's just I don't know what. That was. I got on the fucking intercom. That's right. Yeah, it sounded like a kid. <laughs> it ain't. I, mean, I don't even know what a kid doing here. It's six thirty, so I don't know what the hell. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't leave know. that shit in there. Don't edit that out. <laughs>
All right. there. And uh, y'all can find me at DBeats1492 on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You know, engage with us. Give give us your uh, thoughts on our opinions and what y'all think. Hey, I, I got a question. Um, can we, uh, I don't know when, but I don't know if you guys have gotten any um, like feedback, but what would you guys think about doing like a mailbag type of thing where they can send in or DM us or like we set up an email account and they can send in questions and we can answer them? Oh, that's what, that's yeah, sure. yeah, we can. Yeah, we, we can definitely put that in. A lot of people just been hitting me and Lee on a Facebook Messenger, but uh, as the weeks go on, we'll develop a uh, email and everything like that where you guys can send in questions. That's that's actually pretty good thinking. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's all I got to so say. I'll swing it to you, Lee. Yeah, man. Just keep on reaching out to me on Facebook at Radham Jones. You know, uh, thank you once again, the ones that have reached out and uh, shouted us out, you know, that they've been tuning in. And so we all appreciate that, you know, uh, that y'all tuning in. So just keep on hitting us up. You know, whatever y'all got to do to, you know, give y'all shout outs or whatever. We here, man. All season long, baby. Chiefs. Chiefs Nation, baby. We out. Holla.